0: Hi, this is Casey Spivey, and you're listening to Down the Hall podcast. Huh?
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, just picture me high up with my top down on Highland and Sunset,
2: doing 85 on the top deck. See, step by step, we walking on stars. If you're looking for some action, you ain't gotta go there. A person spends 115 hours a year just looking for a movie to watch. My name is Chet, and I'm here with Rodney, my co-host, and we are Down the Hall Podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, we're happy to have you. Every Monday, what we do is provide one strong movie recommendation for the week to help you stop wasting time searching, and instead, to take back movie night.
1: Chet, don't forget that we also, uh, in the process of recommending movies, we also get to talk about topics. And
2: on really fortunate days like today, we have the opportunity to have great guests on. That's true. And tonight we're happy to be joined by Casey Spivey, who is a host, producer, and writer for Screen Rant, and also plays Daenerys Targaryen, aka the mother of dragons, on Game of Thrones the musical. So with that, we want to welcome in Casey. How are you doing, Casey?
0: Hi, thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. Um, so I guess the first question is can you tell us a little bit more about Game of Thrones the musical and also? kind of what you do with Screen Rant?
0: Yeah. Um, So for Game of Thrones, the musical, it's a parody of uh, the first season of Game of Thrones. And it's like an hour and a half, two hour uh, musical. And um, we explored the first season in a really fun and funny way. Um, And we just wrapped up our run in West Hollywood and we're headed to Comic-Con this summer. So... We will be there. Awesome. Um, which, and I which
2: um, Comic Con? San Diego or like
0: Yes, San Diego. Are you
2: gonna make it out to Boston at all, or what's the deal?
0: <laughs> I wish I think that's that's the hope is, you know, with all of this traveling, we can eventually travel the show. I don't I'm not the producer, so I don't know what, what that would cost, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's the hope is that it, it kind of goes around due to popularity, popular demand.
1: Tell us a little bit more about screen rant as well. Yes. For people awesome. who might not know what it is, I'm not saying I don't know what it is. I'm just saying for those who may not know what it is. So <laughs>
2: transparent.
1: No, I'm just That's saying. Hilarious. I, obviously, um, I know what it is.
0: Obviously. Um, so, Screen Rant is a movie news site, it's the number one independent movie news site. Um, they, or we, cover kind of the nitty gritty of the behind the scenes of what's going on in movies and TV. And it can be anything from you know, who, who's playing the next superhero to, oh my gosh, somebody just snapped a photo and posted on Twitter that this movie is shooting in this random location and this is what that means. Um, so it's a lot of really cool behind-the-scenes stuff. And I write articles and I also produce and host videos on trending stories.
2: Yeah, Casey, so I think Screen Rants always drop in some, you know, like breaking news or like insights to things that are relatively new. Is there any uh, breaking news you want to give us right now that we can, <laughs> that we, can oh, claim, yeah. we can claim, we can claim credit for?
0: Um, what did happen today though? <laughs> there's,
1: there's Is there a, something?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Like the, basically they had all this, um, they had a special screening for the press and literally everyone came out of the screening like tweeting oh my gosh this is awesome it's so good it's better than the first one blah 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 so that's really exciting and yeah there's most of what I'm doing right now is Guardians of the Galaxy news. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Chet, there there you go. There was your breaking, your, your breaking news for you. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so one other uh, question that we like to ask before we get uh episodes started when we uh, have the opportunity to have a guest would be, all right, so we say that we get to save people an extra 115 hours a year. One, Thanks. what would you do with those 115 hours? And two, what are your three favorite movies?
0: <sighs> okay. I'm really glad you – did three favorite movies because it's really hard to pick one. Um, First, for the 115 hours, I would probably uh, sleep a little bit more. (laughs) Mm. Or I would... What else could I do?
2: No, That's a great Uh, answer. I think that's the one that I... I I, I couldn't relate to it more. What are your three favorite movies?
0: My favorite movie of all time to this day stands The Grinch Who Stole Christmas with uh, uh, the the live action one from Ron Howard. I'm going to defend this for a second because... It is funny. It is heartfelt. It's my favorite holiday. And the production design is awesome on it.
2: No need to defend it. Yeah,
1: I I love I I love that movie. Uh so you won't get a fight from me either.
0: Oh, good. Okay. Thank God we're all on the same page. Okay. Second one is a little more like filmy. It's Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I really love that film. And then my like my indie favorite. I'm going to go ahead and say An Education with Carrie Mulligan. Um, I don't, it's kind of a one that you would never stumble upon unless you were like in a video store like I was going, what is this movie? She's, it's kind of a coming of age where she, she's expected to get married because she's, you know, a female. And um, she meets this guy who her parents really love, but it's really messed up. And um, he's basically a... a liar and a swindler and you don't really figure it out really until it's too late and it was just i i was the same age as she was at the character when i watched it and i was like oh
2: my gosh!" did She's it like, create trust issues yes yeah, yeah. it should I, uh, I think yeah i i have to keep my eyes on rodney at all times i don't know what he's about to do at any one moment
0: <laughs> general um, skepticism <laughs> yeah
1: just a general sense of skepticism well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it.
0: Yes, of course. It's down
2: the hall. I'm site
1: And here we
2: go. All right, guys, so what we're going to do for this episode, why we invite Casey to join us, actually, she has a, a great question that she's posed and we've posed to our listeners, too, in preparation for this episode, which is basically, will dudes watch female comedies? You know, Casey does a lot of work as a female comedian, and so that's something that she really uh, has really good insight into. And so... As we go through this episode, we're going to look at sort of the evolution of that. Where you know the the people who set the foundation for female comedians today. We're going to talk through some of our modern favorites, uh, maybe some that failed, and then we'll circle back and see the listeners' reactions, the listener answers to that question, and also Rodney and I will chime in. So, uh, Casey, with that, why don't you provide a little context to the the question you posed me through the email, and, and we're now centering this episode on?
0: Yeah. Um... So, uh, as a content creator, I, I don't just do, like, news. I do I, – I write sketches. I write screenplays. I write all kinds of things. And um, it's – my my tone is comedy, and that's my my niche. Um, and for a while, I was a little concerned slash, you know, I'm still exploring it, um, of, of – okay, if I'm going to do comedy and it's going to star me or my friends that are girls, it's obviously going to be a a female-based audience. And as I've made stuff and had it out and done the, you know, being nerdy and looked at the analytics and stuff, I've actually seen a very different result. And I think as an industry... Um, people might be afraid to bet on a female driven comedy, um, because they think, okay, well, it's just going to be a female audience. Um, but I'm trying to discover if that's a true fear or not.
2: Very cool. I think that's a super interesting question. Certainly not one that Rodney and I could speak confidently on <laughs>
1: by ourselves. <laughs> no, no. here. Certainly not by ourselves. So just a quick question. Do you think like as a female comedian, do you feel like, that comedies starring females um, have to work harder than one with males to gain an audience or to gain that trust?
0: It's weird because I used to think, yes, or it's a lost cause. Um, but in my stuff that I made thinking that it was just going to be a female audience, it actually is mostly male, hmm. um, my my viewers. Uh, same thing on my social media. It's a mostly male audience and i think personally that a sense of humor is a sense of humor and it's less about male female and more about who jives with your sensibility and my my sensibility is really dry and um sarcastic and kind of self-aware and that might jive more with a certain kind of audience
1: do you have you found uh, so I'm more of an analytics person, too? So I guess now I'm curious, have you found that like specifically or uh, have you been able to kind of look at a test comparatively like something starring ma- like a male centered comedy getting, you know, more, you know, more of a generic audience and then female con- uh, comedy getting more of a male audience? Or are you just saying that surprisingly, it's like female comedies, you know, are you know, predominant or are kind of similarly liked by men and women. Do you get, do you get my,
2: what I'm saying? I feel yeah, like I jumbled yeah. that question up. I am well, so confused by your question. Dude. Do you? I'm sitting here glazing <laughs> over. I don't know. Hey, if she gets it, that's, you weren't asking me. So if she, she wants to answer. not an analytics I'll guy, sit back and listen understand. to her answer and try to, and try, to like try to figure us. out what it is yeah, you're <laughs> asking.
1: You don't get, you're a different kind of nerd, Chet. This is <laughs> analytics <laughs> is my kind of nerddom. When yes. we get back to DC, you can chime in. <laughs> All right, man, I'm ready.
0: My language analytics over here. Well, it's weird because I think there's a, there's a conception that, okay, women will go watch male driven comedies. Like I'll go and watch, this is the end. I'll go and watch Sausage Party, but like it would be harder to get, you know, my boyfriend to come with me to Pitch Perfect. I think that's the general conception of what's happening. But like, let's take Pitch Perfect. I went home for Christmas. And, um, I, not once, not twice, but three times caught, uh, Pitch Perfect on in my living room, uh, with either my mom and my dad watching it or just my dad watching it just because, you know, yes, because for some reason they really jive with the, the tone of that movie.
1: Yeah. Maybe a quick, quick anecdote on that too. Uh, Pitch Perfect 2 on opening night. Maybe, just maybe, Chet and I went to see it together.
2: Uh, maybe in the movie theaters. I'm uncomfortable with the phrase together, but it is true we did we did go uh simultaneously and uh there was also a theater f- a theater full of like high school girls who had just gotten out of prom or something. Well, it was high it school was,
1: couples think... because it was a prom that had happened right in the area. I just
2: remember thinking like we are weird sticking out like a sore thumb.
0: But all of my male friends know that movie. So I oh, don't yeah. know if people are like watching it in secret because they're embarrassed, but like, like I'll go and see Deadpool and I will not feel like a sort of like, yeah. I don't, I don't even think about there being, Oh, this is a dude movie. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, this, you know, this is just a comedy. Whereas there's this thing about going to see a movie like bridesmaids like that, you know, I, you might have a hesitation about
2: as a dude. So guys, we're going to circle back to that, um, because we do have some. We tweeted out this question to the listeners and, and people responded. We also ran a poll, which we'll get to as well. Oh, um, oh. yeah. Yes. Talk about analytics. So that, that's my uh, contribution to that conversation. <laughs> poll. Uh, that's not analytics. We're all on the yet. same that's just, team. <laughs> that's just responses. Uh, analytics. Uh, okay. So what we're going to do though is, is before we come back to that is talk through sort of the evolution of, of female led comedies and also some of our modern favorites. Uh, Casey, you had brought up to me um, going back as far as like Mary Tyler Moore and I Love Lucy, yeah. Lucille Ball from that show. What are what yeah. are your thoughts about that?
0: Well, it's really funny because you know with Melissa McCarthy kind of being a hot item and all these you know the bridesmaids and the SNL girls being like, oh wow, look, they're breaking through. Like, no, they're not. They're not <laughs> breaking through. What are you talking about? I Love Lucy was one of the first sitcoms Mm -hmm. ever she i think she invented the multi-camera platform Mm. in fact um lucille ball did and it's just it's it's just hilarious and you know uh mary tyler moore i believe her show was her working and she wore pants and like she wasn't you know it's just that we we still think that Oh, females, uh, st- will never, you know, be funny. But they've been funny since television began.
1: I, I remember like specific scenes of I Love Lucy, like her, like stuff, like eating all of the chocolate, chocolate, right? Yeah. Why was she eating yeah. all the chocolate?
2: I, I don't, I don't remember the circumstances, but it, I, it seems stressful. So I was like, so I just assumed stress eating, which is what people do with chocolate anyway. Yeah, uh, I know there's
1: a conveyor belt, right?
0: Yeah, because she was like, it was her job. Her and her um, best friend Ethel, they were. Their job was to, you know, like package these things, these little chocolates, and they're like, okay, great. And then, you know, you have the slapstick of the conveyor belt starts going faster and faster and faster. And so they don't want their boss to see that they're missing chocolates as they're going by and not wrapping them. So they just start stuffing them in their clothes and then eating them and trying to hide them.
2: But why is it better for them to hide them? Like, why is it better for them to eat them? Like... Is there not a total count that the boss is gonna then check later? Right, listen like that's my question. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't think I don't think Chet you're supposed to think that much into it, but I do think if I if I were in that situation I'm analytical. And, analytics. And if, <laughs> if, if it were me in that situation, I feel like at a certain point stuffing them in my mouth would like I'd run out of space before like right. I, I would have probably gravitated
2: towards a trash can, I think. <laughs> that's That's just me see we're providing (laughs) solutions left and right here man we're a multifaceted show Um, (laughs) that's what we are so casey you, (laughs) you had mentioned both mary tyler moore and lucille ball do you you're saying how like that they were groundbreaking before anyone today do you think that you see specific influences um in some of the people today some of the comedians today and i'm not counting amy schumer who steals jokes i'm saying like Not stealing anything, but do you think (laughs) that they are still influencing? This isn't
1: your platform to make fun of Amy Schumer. Any chance I get. (laughs)
0: Um, Well, the way that um, Lucille Ball, um, her style of comedy was uh, kind of more uh, body comedy, which is like really crazy character contortions and slapstick and – you know, ah, racking like that kind
1: <laughs> of thing, um,
0: which I think bleeds into a lot of the SNL type um, comedy. Uh, I think, you know, like the nanny, that kind of like just the um, the crazy uh, neurotic character. Um, I think she, she it stems from that. Um, and that working so well in comparison to her straight-laced husband. I think that was the comedy team that people kind of mimic over
1: and over and over again. Would that show still work today, or would people consider her role still too stereotyped?
0: Honestly, I think it would still work because there are women who are stay-at-home moms, which Mm -hmm. is what she was, and um, her husband was an entertainer, and I feel like that model still exists today. And it, it's funny cause I think we're moving into a phase of, you know, making sure that the women are quote unquote strong in right. the, in the materials that we're doing. And not all women are strong badasses. There are a lot of women who are, um, uh, emotional or they're, um, they're, uh, self-reflective, or they're whatever. Right. Um, I think when we, when people, when the industry or when writers mean strong female character, they mean that the the character itself has a plot that has a beginning, a middle, and end, and is a a strong contribution to the overall story. So not that she has to have muscles and a gun. It's just her character needs to have substance. Even if she's maybe a stay-at-home mom, you right. know, maybe that's her life. And I think that's great too. I would consider Lucy a strong female character.
2: Right. So you're you're saying using the term strong more in the sense of equal attention or not having the, the female character be an accessory to the story, but rather be yeah. like featured or, <laughs> or fleshed out just right. like any other character would. Well, so yeah,
1: because yeah. I, and not to just, you know, I think, you know, because I I think everything you said is really important to, to consider as well, which is, um, you know, I think probably as you're writing now, there is probably a sensitivity or kind of a focus. Um, but you might, in terms of just gravitating towards making a strong female character, you might just gravitate towards giving them specific attributes just because it feels safer. Even Mm -hmm. though, like you said, a stay at home mom, you know, that was what my mom was. She was a very strong character, believe me. Uh, you (laughs) know? And so like, I think the I I think it's important to, to talk through that because you know it is possible to minimize a really strong role um, mm-hmm. because you're afraid of like just perception
2: and at the right. end of the day if someone's talented and funny they're talented and funny
0: I think a, a good example is modern family well if you think about Claire um, and cam I believe they're both stay-at-home uh, spouses right. but I I would never consider either of them weak characters at all. They're they always have something happening. They always have a a goal for the episode and they're always coming across hijinks and solving problems and creating problems and all of that and, you know, even though they might not have a, a profession per se in the episode, it's doesn't reflect the strength of their story.
2: I I haven't seen Modern family? Uh, not, not at all. The reason I even mention that though is because I know that it's it's marketed and talked about as though like it really does break, I think like barriers in the sense yeah. of just kind of replacing Chet, stereotypes with Chet, yeah. Chet, would you say it's, it's
1: like more? It's like a representation of like what a current modern family would look like. You know, I never thought of. Did like you consider it that way? <laughs> that would be one of those. Uh, Not once. Yeah, you know, listen, just dropping nuggets
2: of wisdom here, Chet. Speaking of modern, uh, <laughs> part two of this episode, we're going to look at, going back to the, the film industry, some of our modern favorites of uh, female-led comedies. So, Casey, did you have a few that you wanted to highlight tonight? I know Rodney and I each have one, and we have some listener interaction that I want to read. But what are your some some of your modern favorites?
0: Okay, there's so many. Um, I I grew up on a lot of teen girl comedies so of course you know mean girls Mm -hmm. has really Mm -hmm. influenced my work um (laughs) (laughs) mean girls and like she's the man and uh Uh, what is the other one i really loved oh john tucker must die those like teen comedies really they were the first time i i really was like oh yeah this is hilarious i want to do this kind of (laughs) thing And um, I mean, I really like the the classic Sandra Bullock stuff, like yep. uh, uh, Miss Congeniality and, and all of that.
1: Chet and I did an episode on favorite war movies, and I was like, dude, I have like five. And this, he asked me favorite female-led comedies, and I think he's still getting
2: text messages from texted texting me me for an hour straight. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like, like, can you just, uh, what's your favorite, what's your number one favorite? And I got blown up for for about 45 minutes. (laughs) That's Um, great. I wish
0: I could see screenshots of that. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: There are. I can (laughs) send you
1: one. Yeah, for sure. Um,
2: Before we get to our favorites, I want to read a few from uh, from the listeners. Um, Mm -hmm. Alyssa from Michigan uh, says Spy, which is a Melissa McCarthy one, right? Loved Um, it. Loved it. Mm -hmm. Jenny in Colorado Springs. I'm just picking this one particular example because many people said this. uh, Bridesmaids. So it doesn't – No no point for me to read like all 10 people who said (laughs) bridesmaids. Loved it. Um, (laughs) it. Ellie and Zenger from the Zeng This podcast out of Virginia. They said Mean Girls and also Pitch Perfect. Yep. Yep. And lastly Mm -hmm. – Friend of the podcast and author of the Pixar Theory, John Negroni, Rodney's favorite person in the world, uh, said easy A.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. I love that film.
1: Yeah, it's another good one. I All of these I had seen. Unlike the war movies, that that list where I was like, I guess I've got to watch war movies for about 15 hours straight. Um, all of these I can speak to and confidently say I agree with. But
0: Yay! Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but Chet, I think the one that I picked, and I'm curious, Casey, if you're going to even know this one, um, okay. but the one that I decided to pick because, you know, I could agree with all of these all day long. So I wanted to pick a more, uh, you know, That's off here. the beaten path one. A little hipstery. A little hipstery. Yeah. And I'm just going to acknowledge it. You know, the, the key yeah. is to acknowledge it is <laughs> um, it, it is with Goldie Hawn. It's okay. a movie that I saw mm, easily 200 times probably growing up overboard. Yeah. The movie Overboard Overboard. with her and Kurt Russell.
0: Oh, my gosh. No. I haven't seen that. So
1: this is a movie where she portrays like a wealthy woman who gets – I guess I'm just going to spoil it for anybody who is not – but it's like from like the 80s, so – it's. It, yeah. I think we're yeah. past statute know, limitations. Statue li- yeah. yeah, but so she she gets thrown overboard. Kurt Russell had been like working on her ship, so she's a very rich, like a wealthy person. She's very yeah. rude to him. She gets knocked over the ship, and her husband, who is on the boat, just like lets her go because she's very mean, you know. And yeah. she ends up washing Wait up. A on a second! St- no, no, no it's the like, Navy. She's it's mean, 80. so I'm just <laughs> no, I, no, no. Like, so, the anyway, response
2: is to let her drown. She because she's the really story mean.
1: is she then loses all her memory and so kurt russell in response in revenge like has her come home with him and he says like yeah you're my wife oh, and she then oh raises God. helps raise his family it's a fantastic this is a comedy fantastic it's comedy <laughs> she's fantastic i have to say once i once i knew that kate hudson was her daughter i was like i know that i'm going to love kate hudson for right. her whole life, and it's accurate. It happened. Yeah. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days also a little choice in yeah, I'm not gonna um, say. But Overboard is one that I have to say is my pick.
2: You know what's funny about that is that uh, Lyndon Wells from top10films.co.uk which is, Casey, a guy who's come on our show a few times to do top 10 episodes with us, like top 10 war films as Rodney's already uh, bashed. Uh, um, I, think I, heard,
0: I think I heard his last episode that you guys did.
2: Yeah, uh, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. So he, he said that I don't. He said a few different ones that he liked, but he he was like emphatic that we need to talk about Goldie Hawn. I point. didn't
1: even know that, but he obviously, was Lyndon, you and I, same page.
0: <gasps> That's awesome. Yeah, she's great. Her daughter's great. Oh she yeah, she's but she's coming out. Hey, isn't she coming out all of the movie with uh, Amy Schumer. with our girl
2: Amy?
1: Yeah, she is.
2: Yes. Is she? Yep.
1: Okay. I've got. We can get to Amy Schumer once Chet gets through his.
2: <laughs> cannot wait. Um, so my my favorite is Pitch Perfect. Um, went to go see it and loved it. Mm-hmm. Like right. I think I, I think I was then sick and like later in the week and then went and saw it. I think two more times. Wow. Like I think I saw it three times wow. in the first week that it wow. came out. Yeah. Love that movie to this day. I still. I'll, I'll hear songs on the radio that I'm like, oh, you know, Pitch Perfect did it better. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Right. That's now, great. what about what about some some uh, not so greats? What about some failures?
0: Okay. Um I was on an airplane coming back to Los Angeles and I was like, Oh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And I got through I got through all of the um what's his name? Thor's scenes. Yeah. yeah. And uh Chris Hemsworth scenes and then i was like
1: all right all right, all right i'm out yeah that's
0: anymore. all i needed yeah it's like okay <laughs>
1: that's it I'm about
2: right now yeah <laughs> you know what's funny is like if any interaction we got you know in terms of like fails yeah yeah across the board the only one that was mentioned was ghostbusters well,
1: it's the only one that i could think of because it's like the only to your point and i think the reason that to me why ghostbusters shows up as a failure is i do think that it was talked about in a way that it was like oh here here is this movie we're going to do a female version of the movie. Right. Like, I mean, that was kind of how it was, you know, I feel like communicated and therefore becomes this really evident failure. But I think it's really just an evident failure because it was a bad movie, not because women are starring in it, you know? Absolutely.
0: Right. I was going to say that, that, I mean, it was all script. I watched that thing for 30 minutes and I was like, I have no idea what's happening right now. What is happening? Nothing's happening. Whereas the original, you were sucked in from the beginning because of the storytelling
1: is there any other examples that
2: we have of like failed female comedies? I mean, if uh, that's the thing is like, if, if, if we do, then it's just entirely subjective. You know, you can, I could list a bunch of comedies that I don't like that are male, you know, bad yeah. comedies or yeah, right. female. Yeah. It's just funny that that one ghostbusters came up pretty much universally from yeah. the people who talked through this with us.
0: Yeah. If it's a good movie, it's the script. If it's a bad movie, it's the script. Like, right. you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, we could, go on and on about bad superhero movies too
2: right we absolutely can or
0: um, bad remakes in general
1: yeah correct or you guys could i could do less superhero movies probably than both of you but that's
2: fine. <laughs> all right. we all have our strengths rod yeah we all have our
1: strengths
2: um, all right so so now circling back to the question which yeah. is you know you had posed the question will dudes watch female-led comedies and you you said that you know the numbers you see don't reflect too much of a difference um you know we've had some you know listener interaction we did have a poll that we ran so i want to read that first and just get your Ooh, natural yeah. your natural response to it so this was uh the poll is still is still out there by the way so it's it's yet to be completely determined but um this is how it read okay uh, question for the dudes out there for an upcoming episode are you less likely to watch a female led comedy and then in parentheses i put this is a safe place um, <laughs> slash you're online. Right. So I mean, but you know, you answer and no one knows like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So the three, the right. three options were, uh, you know, are you less likely to watch a female led comedy? This is a safe place. Option one. I don't prefer them. Uh, mm-hmm. Option two, same as any comedy uh-huh. and option three, I'm afraid to answer.
0: That was a leading question into a fail. Cause you didn't say an option like, hell yeah, I love them give me more chicks like that wasn't an option at all it was like i don't like them um, okay blah, blah. like you didn't give an option of yeah
2: here's I'll here's why up. though here's here's why here's why i didn't want to do that because i think that there is something to be said for someone like is it actually helpful if Like I think part of this episode is understanding that there really isn't or shouldn't be like any difference when you consider a female-led comedy, a male-led comedy. It's just whether or not the movie is good and funny. And so I think even in how I was wording the question, Mm -hmm. as I was typing out the answers, I really wanted – like I'm hoping we can deconstruct it a little bit. So if they're like, yeah, I really prefer female-led comedies, I think then that still like categorizes it in a way that – you know, the question does, but that I'm hoping the answer doesn't. And How? so the question, the answer of same as any comedy is the one that, you know, to me is like yeah. the answer. I hope we all arrive at eventually. <laughs>
1: yeah. However, I think to Casey's point though, from a survey perspective, Bal- I get what you're saying, but yeah, if yeah. you're giving a don't prefer, then I think you should give actually
2: I more prefer. So as Rodney was saying that he said it with his finger extended, like actually, <laughs> finger up. Actually,
0: let me push yeah. up my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but regardless the 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 polls are in. What is what did they say?
2: The results are in. So, um the the leading answer was uh that that it's viewed the same as any comedy. 71% oh, said the awesome. same as any comedy, which I thought was really cool.
0: So your leading question worked.
2: <laughs> yes. Yep. I, was, I you know, I had trust in the listeners. I am I'm, I'm proud of them. So, uh the, <laughs> but the next tough. the next highest answer was uh 20% said I don't prefer them. Mm-hmm. Uh But the 9% who said I'm afraid to answer, I think what they really mean is I don't prefer them. So roughly 70% said it's the same as any comedy. Hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. I wish – I wonder if there would have been a 9% of like, yes, all of the females. I love the women.
2: The other reason I put like same as any comedy is because I do think like – I do think that there's – there are people who just don't really prefer comedies in general. So like – to answer to answer like yeah i love female comedies would be dishonest for like they would say well i don't i don't actually really like comedies but if you're asking me if i see them as different or if i'm less likely to watch no i'm not less likely to watch it's the same as any comedy whether or not i am or or not going to watch it has nothing to do with whether or not it's female like Uh, there is the answer
0: same as any comedy i would genuinely because there are some comedies there are a bunch of dude comedies where i'm just like i'm not into this and there's some you know whatever like like, Pitch Perfect, I appreciated it, but I prefer I prefer other ones to that one, regardless of, like, because my, my taste is just more, like, cerebral, but yeah. that's just me in general. But, so that, I agree that was a really good, like,
1: option. Can I ask one last thing as we're going to <laughs> answer this question? So I think maybe on that same frame of, like, so I guess the Amy Schumer question. I don't, and again, this isn't maybe all that fair because her comedy is her comedy, but Right. Like, that it's overwritten to the point of, like, oh, see, like, see what I can do. Like, to some degree, it feels, like, in your face to that, you know, to that level. And it doesn't mean that there aren't male comedies that are also in your face. But it, it to that level of, like, watch what I'll say or watch what I'll do. And I guess that's the part where it feels, like, stops feeling genuine. Like, it's not, and it feel, feels like a shtick.
0: Shticks are comedians like bread and butter I mean think about like Adam Sandler Mm -hmm. do I watch any of his movies no I don't care for his comedy at all but he's like the most viewed person on Netflix which is like
2: (laughs) we were talking about it's a problem yeah it's a problem
0: (laughs) you know I you know I don't like you know get her done I'm not into that kind of comedy but a bunch of people are so it's like she's I go back and forth with her she's like Taylor Swift to me I can't really decide yeah whether I like her or not (laughs) yeah
2: yeah but like same with me I mean but like for Rodney like I just I can't decide moment to moment if I like you or not
1: <laughs> no right now I can decide I can tell you, you you're mad because you you want to continue on with the, the show but I'm no, still fascinated I, by this question. I could talk
2: Amy Schumer all day because
1: well I know you don't I know like I know this for a fact I don't think you mind me saying this I know you don't prefer Amy Schumer and I I guess in in terms of the the conversation of female-led comedies I just always start to wonder does she take up an outsized proportion of people's mind? Because like you said, like the Adam Sandler effect, right? Where, you know, whether you love him or hate him, you know who Adam Sandler is and you probably know what his shtick is to some degree. And if, if now Amy Schumer, because she's one of the most watched, one of the most talked, talked about comedians, and then mm-hmm. also in an era where we're really talking about the, the concept or the the topic of female led comedies and people now just like, okay, you say female led comedies. Okay. Now I'm thinking Amy Schumer. Okay. Now I'm thinking train wreck. Right? No, she really bothers me. Do
0: you Sorry. think it's her, um, as a comedian that really bothers people or do you think it's the character that she's portraying that irritates people? Cause the character is irritating and is not like, Fun. It's not a fun character. It's it's a really flawed, annoying, white girl, privileged um, type of character. And I wonder if people are just irritated by that general type of person that they may know in their lives. And they're like, that's not funny to me. It's too close to home. Or, mm-hmm. like, I loved her first, her very first big stand-up um, special. She, I loved it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is hilarious!" I'm laughing at this girl that I know so well. Yeah. I know eight million of these girls, and now I get to laugh at her. It was relieving for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So I don't know. Maybe that character just doesn't sit well.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to answer that question because I think that any uh, comedian or actor, as they portray a character that becomes extremely famous, or like, well, put it this way, as they portray a character that they get associated with right away. Um, Yeah. It's, it's impossible for us to be able to know kind of what that's like, what they're like at like the dinner table. Right. And so I think the same can be said, like, for instance, I don't prefer, like, I really don't prefer Seth Rogen, like, or if it's a Seth Rogen movie, like I'm going into it thinking like he kind of has to earn it for me. Like, whereas (laughs) like, I'm kind of going into it already thinking probably not going to prefer this. And so I think, does that mean that I don't like Seth Rogen as a like, yeah. prefer him as a person or just like the the shtick he typically yeah. does and yeah I would say that you know I I definitely can't confidently say oh I know Seth Rogen and I don't like like I just haven't liked what his performances have been yeah and it seems to be pretty consistently that mm-hmm. way and so I think that's that's how I feel about Amy Schumer and Rodney always laughs, laughs at my my disdain <laughs> but you know what's yeah. interesting is though like I've also noticed that recently it's become like way more like trendy to to like bash her, which oh, yeah. I then, I then She's immediately coming the nickelback. Of, yeah. And you know. I, I swing back the other way and say, like, well, now I feel bad for her. Like, I don't, like, I yeah. still, still don't really care for her, but now I'm like, well, wait, like, we don't have to just like, we don't have to just like want to go yeah. and murder her. Well, yeah. Can I ask
1: one more potentially not, not third rail question, but just like, just one more topic to, to have. And I can tell chat, you're probably sweating now what I'm about to say, cause this is not planned. <laughs> um, but like, what about like, do you think, like women in terms of like their their appearance is is a, yeah. like is something that gets talked about. Yes, right? We all agree. Like more I so think, than a male? Like women are judged more, more in their appearance now. I don't
0: think it's more so than a male, but I would say it definitely exists cuz I mean I here I am talking, you know, about uh Thor and, you know, Channing yeah. him or whatever. Like or, I think it's I think it's very very similar um the way, but I think performers in general their look is like Eighty percent of what people right. talk about,
1: but like, do you think it's? Hard, uh, I guess maybe this going back to that other question. Do you think it's it's harder for a female, um, like like a Kevin James, right? Like no one is yeah. saying Kevin James, the comedian, um, is. Extreme, like like the most handsome person going you know but also can i run a twitter poll you know, know. but <laughs> but people also aren't like all that concerned with what he looks like but i feel like right. with females it's inevitably like on that top five things that people would end up talking about like mm-hmm. people's perception of their either attractiveness or not and, right. and then i feel like too where you have like an amy schumer where then that becomes part of the debate too you know right. like, is that not or Or am I wrong?
0: Like going back to to Lucy, like she stepped into comedy because because of that reason. You know, I think she's a beautiful woman. But at the time, she was living amongst these like glamour queens, the Elizabeth Taylors and the this and the that and the Maryland's, whatever. You know, that was kind of the culture. And she was trying to do that. And people told her, no, you're not pretty enough. So she dyed her hair red and made ugly faces and mm-hmm. made herself made herself not as um, glamorous so that she could get better laughs and be more relatable and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, if you take, you know, like um, Melissa McCarthy, I think she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Is she Jennifer uh, Lawrence? Uh, I mean – no, but I think apples to oranges, like it's, they're, they're two different kinds of performers and it's gonna, I, I mean, right. it depends on, on the material, but you would think, cause I've thought about this a lot as a performer myself, it's like, oh, I gotta stay in shape. Oh, yeah. I gotta yeah. make sure I have my eyelashes on. Oh, right. I gotta keep my hair right. Like, right. actually, like, as I've, I mean... As I've progressed, I've realized that it's more about the work and less about the appearance thank god yeah, um so that has been relieving I don't know if it's been been like that or if I'm just really lucky in the climate that exists today where people are seem more open
2: to diversity
1: that's all the opinions I have on amy schumer chat you can I will shut up <laughs> for the rest of the time
2: uh no i i was I love that part of it because it's something that um as Casey and I were emailing back and forth and and putting this together, that was not something we had brought into it in terms of like appearance. And it's definitely something that is an oversight for having not had that be a part of it in the first place. It's a hard thing to have in there. It is. I mean, I think it takes trust to have that type of conversation. I think it's good, but I think, I think, you know, it's also something that whether or not we see something some way is, you know, but we can also look at what culture says. And and unfortunately that is a factor that culture has said. Matters, um, and uh, and that's something I hope, as you said, Casey, we're we're trending away from uh, as as a culture. And um, so now, as we kind of circle back, we have talked about the success of Mary Tyler Moore, uh, Lucille Ball, uh, as well as some of the modern, like you know, actual female led comedy movies that we all like. Um, and you know, answering the question, do we have a consensus answer? You know, Casey, based on your experience, based on some of the things we talked about, do we think that there is? Um, You know, the poll we read had 71% saying it's the same as any comedy. Do we think that guys in general view female comedies as distinctly different and perhaps because of that will avoid them? Or are we thinking that, you know, we're all growing up a little bit as a society?
0: I think, I think it's overwhelming the, that men do like female led comedies and especially if they're well-written, um, and that people in general, uh, just gravitate towards their own sense of humor and, you know, male or female doesn't matter.
2: It goes without saying, I think we talked through it. We feel the exact same way, you know, obviously it's just that if it was just Rodney and I sitting here talking about it, it would be like, who are these guys? Like,
1: well, (laughs) again, I will say, I'll reiterate, I love, I love female led comedies. I, (laughs) I just also perceive it to be like, I think if there are people that don't like it, they probably either have an outsized uh, opinion of what Amy Schumer represents for all of female-led comedies or potentially, okay. you know, just look at it as a thing and they are bothered by it. So they kind of lash out against it. But um, Casey, we really appreciate your time. We have one last section here. Uh, okay. And if you're ready, I'm going to introduce it, um, yeah. which is rapid fire questions. Um, so we have, uh, we've, we've prepared a couple of informal uh, questions that, you're supposed to just answer as quickly as possible. So the opposite of how I answer things, like one <laughs> word, two words, you can. it can be more than that, but basically
2: top of mind, quickly. Rodney and I are okay. not allowed to chime in. I mean, if we do, we have to edit it out. So it's our like, That's it's our rule. pinky swear. Okay, yeah,
1: because I can't help but chime in every once in a while. Oh, no, okay.
2: So are you ready? Yeah. Okay, first question, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Next question weirdest thing you have ever eaten
0: dog food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> dog, dog food i can't help it you're not we are not supposed to chime in but see how do you ask such an interesting question dog food
2: that's awesome. yeah, all right
1: I want that story later all
2: right. <laughs> what's the best thing you've checked off your bucket list
1: um
0: <laughs> being on tv uh, on glee and then also going to the magic castle in hollywood it's really cool
1: what is the most underrated movie
0: Peter Pan. Um the live action Peter Pan uh with Jeremy Sumter.
2: I haven't seen it, so what's the dog food story?
0: <laughs> I, well just as a kid, uh my friend and I wanted to try dog food and we ate some of my dogs. Dry the three- dog food? The dog.
2: Yeah, was it like the um was it like yeah, like the dry, dry. crunchy ones?
0: Yeah, because it looks like, like cocoa pebbles or whatever you know what
2: ooh, I mean like
1: ooh. see I would gravitate towards a wet dog food if I had to eat it why as a that's a uh, weird thing I don't to say. know I just, It just just first of all like what I don't want I don't to want crunch it. through dog food do you want to like slop through it
2: yeah I just slide it down the gullet oh boy this girl. conversation's uh, getting, ways. <laughs> it's um, getting away from me <laughs> well to close out Casey we we again we just want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to, to join us and uh, talk through this this very interesting subject but uh, why don't you tell the listeners where they can follow you and also um, based on all of the things you're involved in, what you have coming up
0: yeah, so if you're going to Comic Con you can uh, come see Game of Thrones the musical um, you go to gotthemusical.com and that's where you can get tickets you can put my name in the promo just K A C E Y in the promo code and you might get a little discount and then mm-hmm. I get like mad props so definitely do that right. Um, and then you can follow me at Heycase on Twitter.
1: San Diego, it's on my list. Speaking of bucket lists.
0: You should come. You should come see the show. And, um, it's really cool because we have like a three-story house. Um, and so the bottom is the theater. And then the next two levels are going to be like a lounge and a bar. And then one room is going to be an escape room. That's all Game of Thrones themed. Oh, and it's the same week that season seven, um, comes out. Wow.
1: wow. Look at that. What an event. Oh my gosh. What a, what a weekend that would be. So yeah. Wow. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pull Chet in with me.
2: You know, I was in San Diego in in January and it was raining and 40 degrees the whole time. So I I I feel like I need a San Diego 2.0.
1: Yeah. That was the first and last time San Diego was that way.
0: (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) Yeah. You have to try it again. All
2: right. All right. That seems like the event to do so at. Um, well, speaking of, speaking of events, I also want to uh, remind our listeners that uh, Bad Frank, starring a friend of the podcast, Kevin Interdonato, and Tom Sizemore is playing at the New York City Indie Film Festival, which is Saturday, May 6th, and uh, I've talked with them and uh, if anyone is is wanting to go if someone's in that area um, I would love to meet them there and and interview them for the show so we have people who have expressed interest in that but they are nowhere near New York Uh, (laughs) so if you're in New York in the area you know maybe uh, maybe come meet us there and we can talk to you about about the movie and about the show and and definitely uh, put you on an episode
1: I would love to go but now Chet gets to act like the star at a movie
2: premiere can't wait
0: be fun
2: uh, and as always you can follow us on twitter at down the hall guys you can go to our website downthehallpodcast.com where you can scroll down and recommend a movie for us like Casey did tonight the and edu- ed- education I want right? to watch it yeah, yeah we'll definitely. Watch it tonight, maybe. Uh, if you think someone's sleeping on a movie uh, tell us about it and if we if we agree with you we'll do an episode about it too so as always thank you so much for joining us I'm Chet this is Rodney Casey thank you thank you Phil.